We'll let our classes go back. I love you this morning. Praise God. My God's been good to us today. Interesting to us. This is nothing but the goodness of God, folks. That's all this is. Don't let it, don't let it cause you to be fearful or intimidated whatsoever. It's just the hand of God working for us. It's good to see each one of you. Caleb, it's good to see you this morning, man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we got a lesson this morning. And uh, it's a, we're going to see, we're going to see the demonstration of God's love. Just how much he really loves us. There's great comfort in this. I think we have to be careful because I believe the religious world has took the grace of God and used it as a license to sin instead of a, a means and a way to overcome sin. Now, come on. We all know that we're just earthen vessels with flesh and the human nature. That's, that's part of the... That falling nature is what happened with the one man that brought sin. And he meant, Sister Liz, it's good to see you. My wife, I don't know how I missed you the last time. I'm sorry about that. But my Lord, it's good to see you with us this morning. Been missing her. God bless her. Hallelujah. Amen. Come together and join together to worship the Lord and magnify his name. Praise God. I'd love to be able to talk about all 14 chapters of Hosea. Amen. And uh, faithful to forgive, it's the title. God's a forgiving God. God's a merciful God. He, he goes, he's, Jesus Christ taught us, he said, he taught his disciples, he said, you go the extra mile. He said, the cloak and the coat, you said, you go the extra mile always, and showing your love and compassion. Amen. And uh, it, it's, you see this a lot of times in parents working with their children sometimes, and even though that child may mess up often, it was that father that was looking for that wavering prodigal son. Man, expecting, looking for him to come. Possibly every day he was looking down that road. And, and maybe he knew in his own heart. Now watch this. The father didn't go get him. He knew what the son had to do. The son had to come to himself and come back. And so we, you and I... In a sense, all have been prodigals. We're born in that lost condition and undone condition. And so we, we have to battle. You've heard me make mention the last several months, maybe in the last year or so, the spirit of iniquity and the mystery of that spirit. And now we're beginning to see more and more of the results of it, even in America. America at one time well, it was founded and established upon the principles that was in this book. We had... Uh, leaders, presidents, and senators, and representatives that held this dear to their hearts, and they, they, a lot of their decisions would be patterned after what they had been instructed out of this book. They wouldn't be hesitant about using it in their speeches. They wouldn't be hesitant calling themselves followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. But as journey went on, we seemed to slip away from that, and we reached a place and let a few, a man, stick their heads up, running their mouths. <laughs> take the Bible out of schools, want to take prayer out of school, take one thing after another out of school. And, and you know what? It's too bad we all didn't all have enough money, just took all the children out of school. 
brought all of our good teachers and put them in a place, and that'd been nice, wouldn't it? But we got to deal with that, and uh, the spirit of iniquity. You got to notice here that uh, this same the writings of Hosea, Amen, and what he deals with. But the, the key, Amen, is after we go through the first thirteen chapters. I'm not going to have time to go through those thirteen chapters. So don't think that, but. But that last chapter is the, is the subject, it's the topic here today. A God that loves us, even with Israel. As Israel had sinned and drifted away from God and in and out through the judges and kings and the splitting up. If you go back and read it after Solomon, David, it started actually, you know, Saul messed up, then David even, and then Solomon. And he would take the kingship from Solomon, but after Solomon, he threw his sons. And then had come on Rehoboam and Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And, and the, the split that was made there. And then there was this practice. We've seen this practice. It was started back with Aaron. Aaron, a man that Moses, because he argued with God, and told God that he wouldn't, a man with words and things of that nature, his brother Aaron was called in to help assist him. But after Moses had went up on the mountain to, to get the law, a man, Aaron, a man caused the people to persuade him and fashioned what's called the golden calves. We see this same sin come back, a man, in the history of Israel, a man under the leadership of Solomon's son, Rehoboam. And uh, not Jeroboam, I'm sorry, Jeroboam, which was not Solomon's son. Jeroboam was the one that the other ten went to, the northern kingdom, Israel. The two stayed with Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. And so he didn't want them to go back to Jerusalem. He didn't want them to go back there and worship. A lot of people will tell you that it doesn't matter where you worship, but they better read your Bible a little closer. It makes a difference to God. It doesn't only make a difference of where you worship, but how you worship. You've got to worship in spirit and truth. And you've got to offer the right sacrifices. And as much of that sacrifice is the attitude, as much as anything, and, and he taught us, even in the New Testament, our giving. There's a right way to give. Amen. It's not the amount, amen, but it's the spirit you give it in. And that's so true, not only with monetary things, but with our lives. And so, as we watch this, this caused them to drift. Caused them to allow the spirit of iniquity. And it caused them to allow idolatry, amen, to, to grip the Israelite people. Cause them to wander from God and become so ungodly and unwholesome. And so that's what this lesson's about. And, and, and so God's going to call on a man. He's going to call on Jose to come. And, to, uh, and there's a little, little dispute, maybe just a certain amount. A man, the call that was given to him. How many of you find it real easy to forgive and forget? Never think about it again. God can do that. God does that. He says he did. This book says when you repent with a godly sorrow, he puts in the sea of forgetfulness. He puts it as far as from the east to the west. Have you ever wondered why he said east and west, not north to south? East and west don't have a pole. They don't have an ending and beginning place. North and south does. You got a south pole and north pole. But not east and west. So it's forever put away from him. And so, as we watch this, we're going to see this God. Whenever you, with earnestness and with sincerity, repent. Amen. Repent means a change of direction, a change of way, of conduct. Right on down, amen, to the way you think. Amen.
Thank God for the renewing of the mind. Praise God. And so as you, you watch this lesson, as it really begins to unfold and begins to take place, and I wanted to go to the fourth chapter to start with of Hosea. And here's the reason why. Listen to what Hosea writes about the spiritual condition of Israel and to those that he's reaching for and to those that... Now remember this also. The Old Testament's a physical church. God called upon ministers and priests and prophets. and They physically acted out and performed certain things to let the people know, amen, what, how God felt and what was happening, what was taking place. Even the writer made mention how that he called Hosea. And I know I, I asked you starting at the lesson or starting at the service, how many of you want to call up God, amen. And some responded pretty quick and others, you know, amen. How many would you like to be called on to go marry a harlot? Now, some believe that possibly that she wasn't at the time. But, and we'll look at that in verses in the first part of that chapter. Amen. Hosea said that God told him to go and marry a harlot. But there was a reason. You're going to find a connection. Whenever you worship idols, when you give yourself and sacrifice yourself, and even the New Testament warns us of sacrificing to the devil. And so I'm going to bring some things out. Watch this. I believe you'll find this as I did a little astounding the what's what we're going to read in this fourth chapter. He says, hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. <clears throat> Actually, the Lord's fixing to indict them. He's fixing to charge them. Watch what he said. For the Lord hath controversy. That means charge, charge against them. With the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth. Watch this, four counts. No truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land, there is none. Okay? A lack of knowledge. You notice in the end time we're warned that there wouldn't be a lack of preaching, but the lack of knowledge. The Bible's taught us that some forever learning, but never come to what? The truth. The truth. Amen. The truth of this book. The truth of the God of this book. The author of this book. Amen. It's one thing to know the book, but it's quite another to know the author. Amen. And to know him on a personal basis okay you don't know him just by a name you don't know him just by a song and on occasional no that that statement personal savior just like israel all had the family had to have a lamb a man to get out of egypt and for us to get out of this world we got to have a lamb we got to have a sacrifice we got to have a blood applied we got to we got that's all that's got to take place so as you watch this unfold here he says by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out blood touches blood. Listen to that second verse again. And think of America and where she's at today. By swearing, lying. How many of you believe you're the, the political world today? How many thinks it's been damaged dramatically? How many words there's killings? Killings on the street. Killing, nonsense killings. Stealing, man, people stealing and breaking and doing and committing adultery. Adultery today is not even, you know, um, and please don't take it wrong. Such were some of us, okay? So don't be offended by that statement, what I'm saying. We, Paul's writings into the current church talked about, and such were some of you. But you've been washed, you've been cleansed. So, so that's telling us that we got to come out of that. We cannot continue in those, those lifestyles and be saved. 
You'd be shocked the people that feel like they can live those lifestyles. But yet, the doctrine of once saved, always saved has got them convinced that they can live any old way. But because they was in a little revival when they was 10 years old and supposedly got saved, that they're saved no matter what. They believe that. Amen. So, it goes on to watch this. And blood touches blood. Violence. Wickedness. So, what caused this? What caused all this to break out? What caused all this to unfold and begin to happen? Could it be that as we begin to watch some of this, and, and even in America, uh, the unfaithfulness, and not being loyal. Because, you know what? If we're not loyal to one another, then there's, there's no way we're loyal to God. It can't, it can't work that way. Uh, the greatest way that I saw, and I know I've been talking on this some on Wednesday nights, especially the, the greatest way I can show my love for God is how I love you. It's how I respect you and love you, care for you, pray for you. Amen. As a brother and sister in the Lord, it's a part of the body. Man, I'm willing to go and what kind of sacrifices I'm willing to make to, to help you make it and for you to help me. That's how it works. Nobody dies himself. Nobody lives himself. We've got to help one another. We got to, and so as you watch some of this, I'm going to slow down. We're just going to talk about this someday, if you don't mind. He goes on. He says, Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth in shall languish. In other words, they're going to waste away. He begins to talk about not just the people. This is what sin does. Sin, sin kills us, both physically and spiritually. Sin has its effect. I, I just, I, it, 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 and I don't have nothing to back this up. Medically, I really don't have nothing to back this up. Just, just some prayer, my own. Uh, if, if we keep fooling around with some things that we're fooling with as a whole, as a general in America, through drugs and things of that nature, uh, the health condition of our country in another 20, 30 years is going to shock us. Uh, th- that, that, that practice we're having pretty good and real good health into your, in your 70s and things of that nature. And thank God for everyone that makes that, Really. They don't wind up in some kind of health care. And uh, I know everybody don't. But, uh, but I, have a, I have a feeling that percentage is going to change drastically. Amen. Because you can't take these things into this body. Amen. Without it affecting the organs that's in this body. And the life of them. And support of them. And you and I both know there's certain organs in this body that are a must. For life. And for survival. And to have strength and to be able to accomplish things and achieve things. And so he talks about how that they will what? Languish. That means to waste away. With the beast of the field, the fowls of the heavens, and the fishes of the sea, and also be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. In other words, contend or, or reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. You contend with the priest. Man, boy, if there's ever been a time, hallelujah. We're living in a world today that nobody wants to tell you. They don't want you to tell you. When you step in this pulpit and you got the back of the word of God, the back of the anointing, they don't want you to preach against sin. They don't want you to name it. Uh, we become offended and, and things. But you know what? I'd rather be offended and, and my eyes be opened. Man, that if I'm doing something that's going to cost me my soul, I'd rather somebody get in that pulpit or, or through a song, whatever, how God sees fit to do it through his word. He can do it through his word. Amen. To convict my heart. I want to change. I haven't made it yet. We're pressing toward the mark. We're pressing toward the high call. 
Amen. And so there's got to be this continual working of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And, and keeping iniquity and keeping evil and wickedness out of our hearts. Uh, we're living in a world today that has become so used to the dark. It's like these lights when you just you keep dimming them and dimming them. And, you know, if, if I could do it slow enough this morning. I know some of you may not can see it. But these little lights under this altar right here. It's somehow this morning if I could just dim them. Just keep dimming them enough and slow enough. After a while, if I just done a little bit service after service, I could reach a place, you know, them lights just wouldn't be on. And you know what? You'd become so accustomed over the slow process that you wouldn't even realize or recognize that they wouldn't even on. Amen. And so the world, the devil, that's what he's basically done. Amen. With the word of God and the call of God. And that's the reason we're in some of the, that's the reason the spirit of iniquity, the mystery of it and how it works amen, in lives and hearts. And, and you, you and I constantly got a war against it. We got a battle against it. Uh, we, now, how are we going to do that? How is that going to happen? He says, therefore shall thou fall in the day. In other words, you're going to stumble. Now watch this. The prophets also shall fall or shall stumble with thee in the night. And I will destroy thy mother. Amen. The prophets and the priests. And uh, they, they also begin to stumble. And, they, and you're going to notice in this process. And a lot of that it began to happen. How that uh, the so-called spiritual. What cause? What happens this? My people are destroyed for what? For a lack of knowledge. <laughs> Amen. You ever set out to do something and you didn't really know what you was doing? And, and when you got involved in it, amen, you, you just made a mess of it. I won't never forget, man, I was in my high school days and uh, my truck got messed up. And so I was going to pull the motor. And I'm not a mechanic. In fact, I hate it. Amen. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not mechanical minded. I don't, I don't. But anyway, so I was going to change it. The crankshaft and all had to be pulled and put back in there and all this good stuff. Hey, time I got through making a mess with it, I finally gave up and had to take it over to loose down. It cost me probably twice what it should have cost. Amen. Because they had to get all them pieces back together. <laughs> Amen. That I had torn apart. I just made a mess out of it. That's the reason you can't save yourself. That's the reason you can't. Amen. Because we don't have the power. We don't have the ability. We've got to have a Savior. We've got to have a man of God. We've got to have a church. Amen. All this works together. Amen. It works hand in hand to help us to be victorious and overcomers in the world that we're living. And so it's a lack of knowledge because, because why? Because thou hast rejected knowledge. And I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, and I will also forget thy children. Now watch what's happening here. The priest had forgotten God. They had turned from God. They begin to get involved and participate in things. They allowed the people and the spirit of iniquity and idolatry, amen, to slip in. And they become blinded. And it reached a point. He said, hey, I'm going to forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame. That that they had glory and, and rejoiced. But now they're going to get caught up in this. And it's going to be changed. It's going to be changed, amen, to shame. Amen. It's going to confound them. And they eat up the sin of my people. And they set their hearts on their iniquity. Now, now basically, in a way, he's talking about the priest here. He's talking about there's the leadership and the spiritual part of the people. Amen. The leaders of it here even. He said, therefore shall be like people, like priests. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them with their doings. Like the people, like the priest. Well, well, that's, and let me say this, in this Laodicean time, we, we mentioned that here a few weeks ago. Amen, Laodicean means Democrat. 
Democrat means the people. Amen. If you, you read about the Democrats and their party, they, they say they're for the people. They're for the working man. And I'm, I'm not here for all political stuff. I'm just giving you. And so the Laodicean church, and it's time, and most all believe that that's where we're at, that the, the, the pew, the chair, will try to dictate and control the pulpit. And, and, and instead of the effect of the preacher and the representative of God and the way he conducts himself and lives and handles himself and walks in the word of God affecting us. The key of the enemy, amen, is to let the people affect the ministry and quieten it down and reshape it and form it like. And we're watching that happen. We're watching it. I'm not throwing mud at nobody. I'm just telling you it's happening. Amen. It's affecting us. And so, uh, well, it, it, you know what's happening. You just, you've been around, you, you know what's happening. For they shall eat and not have enough, and they shall commit whoredoms and shall not increase, because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. What is he talking about? Proverb warned us. He said, warned kings and judges. He said, watch the wine, watch the red wine, watch this. Why? It affects your heart. It affects your ability to judge. It'll change you. It'll cause you to start taking and being bribed. It'll cause you to start doing things you ain't got no business. This, this is what these things happen. And so even the enemy has used this as a method and a means and an element, to, amen, to affect the way America thinks, affects the way that we think, amen, the things that can be accepted and, and things that we can get embarked in. And, and you and I, even as apostolics, we got to watch it, amen. Uh, you know, some of you would have to come, come up 30 years ago, <laughs> Amen. You know, I've heard them make the statement, man, they, they preach against everything except clean air. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if we're not careful, we're going to go so far the other way. We don't, we don't even preach against clean air no more. I mean, there's no separation. There's, but, but why is all that so important? Because it becomes idol worship. Idols. What we bow ourselves to. What we give ourselves to. Now, America... Can I just be honest with this? You know what we give ourselves to? Us. Our passions, our desires, our cravings. That's what we give ourselves to. And they can get a hold of us. Hmm. Right down to eating. If you start really, you know, <laughs> you start eating a gallon of ice cream a day. Unless you got a real strict exercise program, it's going to show up, isn't it? You know, if you start eating three or four meals a day and getting up at midnight and eating and every two or three hours, it's going to show up. I don't care what kind of genes you've got. You put enough in there, buddy, it's going to show up. It's going to start expanding. Okay? And so... And, you know, we can, we, can, we can get in that area. And so that's, that's what, what brought all this. And so they had got there. And, and as you go back and read this, and so when he talks about this, and this wasn't the only time, but, but watch this chapter. I'm going to drop on down. He says, my people ask counsel. Watch what they begin to bow to, what to give themselves to. My people ask counsel at their stocks. Their staffs declared unto them, for the spirit of whoredoms hath caused them to err. They have gone according from under their God. 
the gods they had made, the staffs, the trees, they began to call on them and even believed, even though they didn't have ears to hear and eyes to see, that they received counsel from them. The Spirit spoke. Tell me what Spirit spoke to them if it spoke to them. If it's not the true God, then what is it? They sacrificed on the top of mountains. They burned incense upon the hills. This is not the first time. Isaiah talks about that. I'm going to just touch on this. I know my time's on limited here this morning. But Isaiah 1 and 28 and 31. And I'd love to back up a few verses, but I'm not. The destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together. They shall not that forsake the Lord shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks. The oak trees that they had went to and offered up idols and offered up a man sacrifice to idols. They had burnt and, and had given them unto them and sacrifice. This is Isaiah talking about it. Which ye have desired and ye shall be confounded for the gardens that they have chosen. Why? For ye shall be as the oak whose leaves faded and the garden that hath no water. Some of you gardeners, you could tell me if you don't get any water on it, what happens to it? Dies, man. It starts withering, swithering, and it doesn't produce fruit, does it? It doesn't. Amen. And so he's talking about because they had changed who they worshipped and how they worshipped. And it's going to be a period of time, but they're going to begin to wither up. It could that be the reason that America, that 90% of the churches don't preach about the Holy Ghost? Because there's no Holy Ghost there to preach about it. Even the spiritual leaders that fulfills their pulpits. And I know that's got cuts right to the core. I understand that. But it's the truth. Because if you'll read this Bible in the book of Acts, the Jews, the Samaritans, and the Gentiles receive the same plan of salvation and same Pentecostal experience called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you know what? This is the only thing that's settled. Everybody talks about change and this is change and that. This, this is not going to change. God's unchanging. Same yesterday, today, and forever. His word's forever settled in heaven. We've got to keep all that in mind. We've got to remember this is not man's word. This is God's word given to man. And we can't change it. We can't rearrange it. But I tell you what we can do. We can have an ear to hear it and be saved. That's what we can do. And that's what we're here for. That's what this is all about. Amen. It goes on. He says, the strong shall be as the toad. You know, that toad is a tender something. You know, watch and make it that is a spark that they shall both burn together and none shall quench them. They're going to burn up. Watch the tie. Watch, watch this coming together. The warning that Isaiah gave hundreds of years before the New Testament. Jesus Christ and all that went on. Jeremiah addresses this same thing. The Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah the king. Have thou not seen what backsliding Israel have done? She is going upon every high mountain under every green tree. There hath played the harlot. Preacher, why are you so? Some of the first things I hear from some. It don't take all that. Why do y'all go such an extreme to this or to that? Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what he's saying here. Israel didn't have no problem climbing the mountains to worship their idols. They didn't have no problem sacrificing their bodies.
you give yourself to? That you bow down to? Who you worship and how you worship is going to make a difference. And so they would worship the one true God. They gave credit unto these idols. They took the oil, the grain, the blessings that God had poured upon them. And took them up those mountains. And took it under those trees. And offered incense unto those so-called idol gods. I said I tried to run up and get me a biscuit this morning. I didn't realize they didn't open till seven. So I pulled up there and it wasn't quite seven. So I lost my appetite. I, I just well, but anyway, I'm sure all them other folks wondered because here I am. I'm the only one I get out with a suit on. Everybody else has got their boats. I'm going to hit a little. I can remember a time in my life. In my life. You did not fish on. If, if I'm not mistaken, there was a time even the management, state management, you could not fish on Sunday. I'm telling you, this country, this world, but you know what? After a while, if we're not careful, just keep brushing up against it. It keep rubbing on you and kidding. After a while, you won't even. Now, I'm not, I'm not preaching nobody in hell for going fishing. I'm just telling you what you bow to. Will you give your time? Will you put your effort and energy to? That's the reason I was bragging on the Smith family the other night whenever they came, willing to get in a boat. <laughs> Come through the alligators. <laughs> Somebody was making more of a sacrifice to come to the house of God. But I'm going to tell you something. Any sacrifice you make to come to this house, I don't care how far you got to drive. I don't care how much you cost you. I'm telling you the reward's going to be worth it. Because we got this thing backwards, buddy. We boast and brag on people that give themselves over, amen, to exercising and doing this and doing that so they can, they can run down and start at the head of the, 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 the key thing. I just do a three-circle slam a basketball. We're paying $40 million a year to do that. We're doing it. Somebody's supporting them. You can't pay a man $40 million without somebody shelling out some stuff now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm apostolic, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it is to it. Okay? And I'm telling you, we're selling ourselves out. And if we're not careful, the same thing. That's what happened. And so Hosea is called on now. He said, I want you to go. God called on him. I want you to go out there and get your harlot. Now some believe that she was possibly pure when he first. I don't know. The scripture don't make that. The scripture don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. And so according to the writer of the lesson, the first child, the first son, Jezreel. And he talks about, the, amen, what took place there. If you go back unto him, the scripture makes it. It's his. But there's questions about the next two and whose they are. And the second one being a girl, amen, means no pity, no mercy. 
But even after this all took place, and after she would leave, I've heard some of us, <laughs> boy, if he done me that way. <laughs> she done me. <laughs> but boy, I'm telling you, anybody want to call a God on your life? <laughs> I'm sure Jose was thinking, why couldn't I have been one of them prophets, amen, who just had to be naked for two or three days? There's a couple of them in there. Why could I just been one of the prophets just had to lay on his side for so long for a little while? Uh, why could I have been one of the prophets, amen, or just stuck down in the miry clay that some says is a cesspool? Sometimes we need to re- back, go back and restudy about the prophets, don't we? And the life of a prophet. Life of the ministry and the calling of God. See, America's Hollywood has painted them up. But you see, their priest had to change your message. They won't preach to you about separation, they won't preach to you about being sanctified and coming out. Touch not the unclean. They'll tell you that all of that don't matter. They have one problem with all that. God of this book says different. That's the problem. And when the day comes of judgment. They're not going to be there to help you. They're not going to be able to talk God out of what he put in this book. And so, this is what happened. And so when you get to the 14th chapter, and I know my time's up. um, But when you get to the 14th chapter, watch the amazing nine verses of God's love. God loves it. Thank God He does. Anybody need His mercy? Anybody needs His grace? Haven't needed it since you got the Holy Ghost. I need it today. I might need it before this service is over. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need it. Why? We're northern vessels. We're gonna fall in. This thing is inclined. It's pronged. It's, you know. Paul talks about mortifying the deeds of this body. You know what one translation says about that? Beats himself black and blue to keep himself under submission. He says, I die daily of this old man. Because there's no good thing in this flesh. There's no good thing in this old man. You don't want to see the old man. He's no good. So watch him in this 14th chapter. Nine verses. And I'm going to try to go through them pretty quickly here. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God. For thou hast fallen by thine iniquities without being harsh toward America I'm not but if America doesn't wake up she's going to fall by her own iniquities what she's promoting what she's justifying and what she's pushing forward is contrary to this 
take a few words and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquities. Not some. I, 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 don't, I don't just come part. No, I, God, I want to sell out all the iniquities. And receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Listen, look at that word calves. That's a play of words, isn't it? I wonder just why. Because this idol worshiping of these calves. Jeroboam was the first one to come after Aaron that put up one in Dan and in Bethel. It's a whole lot. There ain't no sense in making that trip back to Jerusalem. But God said we've got to go to Jerusalem. And God said that's the only place. If I went through all the scriptures this morning. And God said God was going to have a place. And this is a place that we're going to have to come and worship. Watch this. In the time of the millennium, everybody's going to Jerusalem. Every nation. They're going to fall in by the ten. The droves coming. I want to hear his counsel. Amen. I want to hear his instructions. But we got it better than that. If we'll hear him now. If we'll hear, have an ear to hear the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we'll hear the gospel of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now, we, we're going to be a part of that blessed of that first resurrection. We're going to rule as kings and, and, and priests with him during that time. Hmm. So, when he talks about our lips worshiping, crying out. I encourage us this morning with, with blind Bonimaeus when you lift up your voice. When you lift it up and you cry. You, you can't worry about who's around you. You can't. It's, it becomes a personal thing between you and God. I, I want to find you, God. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. And believe it or not, I've told you this before. Church, you've heard me say it many times, especially back when we had the old house. We lived in a trailer and I'd go out, it's my birthday, it's old house, and I'd go out to a lot of times at night and things of that nature, just a lot better, and I could, wouldn't disturb the children, nobody like that, man. I could scream and holler, I could run up and down that old house, and man, paint would be hanging down, it was falling in, and uh, snakes, you know, I went out there one time, a snake was out there, but it died, and, 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 and paint was hanging down. Hey, man, I'd get to run, right, man, I'd get to pray and worship God and cry. Hey, I'd be slapping that paint hanging down, and just, and if somebody took a video or something like that, I said, that man's loony. That man's lost it. But you know what? There would be something in that place that they couldn't deny. There would be a presence in that house. So, but yeah, but, but something odd. There's something. There was a presence in that old house. That old crazy man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's what the drug addicts are looking for, buddy. It's God. That's what they're looking for. It's what they're needing. It's God. True experience of God, our creator. So, watch what he says. Asher, Asher actually, amen, is a Syrian are calling on them, shall not save us. We're not going to call on them. We're not going to call on Egypt. We're not going to call on the other nations. We're turning to God. We're going we're gonna to believe you're going to be the one. Amen. And so he says, we will not ride upon horses. We're not going to depend on them for safety. We're not going to depend on them, amen, to win our battles. Are, are we hearing what he's saying? Neither will we say any more to the works, the work of our hands, ye are our gods. They, they fashioned those trees. They fashioned and watch this. They would, they would put, them and put them in place and 
They carry their gods with them. Instead of their gods carrying them, they carry their gods. Well, I don't make a whole lot of sense if you really think about it, do you? Does it? Hmm. No, I want a God, a man that, that would carry me when I'm. <laughs> I mean, if I got to carry him, we're in trouble. I sure can't pick up a whole lot. And <laughs> you are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. If you go back and read the whole thing, you're going to see that was one of the problems. Whenever we turn that way, we, we seem to lose mercy and compassion. And people, it's going to cost people. The fatherless, widows, strangers. They won't have much of a chance now. That's what the church is all about. That's what, what coming to God is all about. And he's the mender. He's the healer. He's that help in the time of trouble. He begins to talk about what will happen to them. He says, that, first of all, I will heal their backsliding. Mr. James, we don't want God just take away the symptoms of cancer. We want him to take away the cause of it, the cancer itself. God, I don't want you just to deliver me from a, an addiction. But I want to be delivered from that amen that causes me to go into it. I don't want to just be brought out of something. But I want an experience and a walk with you that I won't go back into it. See, there, there's, that's a difference. <laughs> this can happen. He says... And I know my time. I apologize. But let me, let me finish this. I will heal their backslides. I will love them freely. For my anger is turned away from them. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily. I'm going to be that rain. I'm not going to depend on certain weathers to come and all that. No, I'm going to be the dew every day. I'm going to be. Only God can do that. You're going to grow like the lily. He begins to liken them, amen, to the olive trees and, and the roots of the Lebanon. What is he talking about? The root system of a Lebanon, amen, the trees in Lebanon. is just as, as high the tree is, that's how that that's unseen. To survive this journey, we've got to have a root system in this word. We've got to be like Psalms 1 taught about the tree that's planted by the River it finds its support, its supply. <laughs> they that dwell under his shadow, the psalmist put it this way, abides under the shadow and dwells in the secret place. And there's a place to be with this God. Shall return, they shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine, and the scent thereof shall be as the, the wine of Lebanon. From what I understand, the wine from Lebanon is, was the, the prize, buddy. It was the best for, for the aroma. <laughs> Anybody likes to smell a good, fresh cup of coffee, especially early in the morning? <laughs> There's some coffees I like to smell, but I don't want to drink them. Y'all can have them. <laughs> just give me a good black cup, Folgers coffee, and I'm happy. Now, some of them others make it. 
but I just don't like the taste. But I love the smell of it. But this here, when he talks about this wine, it's, it, it, it would bring the Mary back to the heart. It had life in it, the aroma. But that wasn't known. It was known for its medication ability. You, you can stand. I, I know my time's. This is what he's telling us. If you'll just repent and come back, I'm going to love you. How many trips? Can, can you can see? I was like, how many of us could see us? I mean, I mean, she's done went out, come in, went out, come in. And now he hears about her. Gomer's, she's been out now and he's got word that they got her for sale. Sale is a slave. Gomer hears about it. Makes his way there. No doubt maybe there's a line of them. And finally she has to step up on the block to be sold and auctioned off like some animal. Jose steps to the front. I'll take her. Pays the full amount that I don't even think nobody else even was willing to bid. We've all found ourselves at times and places. But God was willing to purchase us. God was willing to buy us. That's the reason scripture told us that we're no longer our own. We've been bought with a price. The price of the blood of Jesus Christ. The price of that cross. And we're His now. His service. For His glory. For His purpose. And sure enough, Jose purchased her. And takes and gets her off of that old block. And wraps her up. And brings her back home. To put her back in the place she ought to be. And all of this he'd done physically. God trying to let Israel know. I want to do this for you. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Israel, the conflict she's in right now. But I'm telling you, you're going to see the day when Israel, man's going to be set up. Just like the Bible says. But you and I, as a spiritual Jew, as a part of the church, amen. Look what we got waiting. Don't listen to that devil. Don't let the pull of the world and the pleasures of the world Become a thief in your life today. Um, you make up in your mind and you make up in your spirit today. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve him. He bought me. And you know what? He buys us over and over and over again. Really? Anybody plead the blood over your soul since that time? Anybody been refreshed in the Holy Ghost? A renewing of the Holy Ghost since that time? Paul talks about a time praying them through again. Anybody pray through again? That's what all this is about. I apologize for maybe not getting into all of this. If you hadn't read that lesson, go back and read it. Let's be what God wants us to be. Let's, let's, let's be wise as that last verse talks about. Who is wise and he shall understand these things prudent. And he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors 
shall fall there in. If there's ever been a time we need to dig down and make sure we're on the rock. If it's ever been a time we need to do what the Apostle Peter said. We need to make our calling and election sure. Paul in another place says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't handle this just nonchalant. Don't handle this like it, it really doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it's going to matter. Eternity hinges upon your fellowship and relationship with your maker. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the spirits of this world or the, the spirit of iniquity. Humble yourself and yield yourself and give yourself to this. I'm telling you to make a difference in all the world. Won't you help me pray this morning? God, we love you. Appreciate you today. So thankful for your grace and your mercy. And the opportunity to be in this house. And what a glory that's been in this house. What a presence that's been in this house today. As you look down upon each heart, each soul, and every vessel that's in this house this morning. You know every need. You know all the ins and outs and what's What's happening in every soul. You know where they stand with you. As we lift each one up to you God. And to your purpose. And for fulfilling of your will. Lord as we depart from this house today. You help us not to depart from your presence. And from the word of God. And from the touch of the Lord. That's been in this house today. But you help us to let it linger into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. To help us to be governed and led and directed into the fullness of your will and your call upon each soul in this place today. We give you the honor. We give you the praise and the glory for all. All that you've done in this house, both through your presence and by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning and appreciate you. We're so thankful for each one that's been a part of this service this day. If you don't have a place to go tonight, come back. Be with us 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. We're just going to expect a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. God bless you.